Hello, this is Robert Rickover, and I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Omaha, Nebraska. My guest and uh, conversationist, conversationalist today is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. We both teach mainly on, uh, on Zoom these days. And we're going to, this will be the second in our series of taking short, pithy Alexander Technique quotes, typically from either Alexander himself or first-generation teachers, but could be from anyone, and breaking them down a little bit. And uh, so Imogen, welcome, and thank you for doing this. Oh, um, you're very welcome. I'm very glad to be here, I think. <laughs> well, we have one last, our last one was a quote from um, Margaret Goldie that, that was just fraught with complexity for a short quote. And I, I think this one, this will be from the man himself, F. Matthias Alexander. And I think it too is pretty fraught with with questions. And probably I should say here that this conversation is mainly for Alexander Technique teachers and students, although others may find it interesting. But we will be using some terminology that might not make sense to some people not familiar with the Alexander Technique. Sure. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start by reading the quote. Yes. Here it is. <laughs> You want to know if you're right. When you get further along, you will be right, but you won't know it and won't want to know if you're right. What are your first thoughts on that? Um, my initial, <laughs> initial thoughts. <laughs> Well, he's crazy. I always want to be right. <laughs> but in the context of Alexander Technique. Right. And um, I think he's using the word right to, in this context, that you're, you're, you're moving with good use, shall we say, or something. Or what, do you, what do you think he means by right? I mean, that's, I think it could be it could be like that. Uh, as a, say a student of student of the technique, mm -hmm. and you've been taught something, maybe a Alexander technique direction to use, and you want to know if it's actually doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, uh, is it actually improving the way you're functioning, or? Um, Early on in lessons, a lot of people want to know if they're Am sitting I doing correctly. It? Am I yeah. being right in terms of? Am I of, doing it right? Yeah. Am I um, in the right position? Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind and of. And especially in the um, the traditional chair work, I you know when I've worked with that, don't do that so much these days. But people want to know: Are they doing it right? Are they doing it right? Oh, in that context. I would think right means, am I moving in the prescribed way? Am I doing it as 
doing what the teacher wants me to do yeah 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 or doing it doing thing doing whatever i'm doing with less strain more ease yes that kind of thing um yeah um uh, yes (laughs) i I mean and what i'm thinking is that 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 thought in itself if you want to know it you did it right or that you're right whether it's in terms of um giving yourself a direction and it having the desired effect or doing the the movement in the way that you think the teacher wants you to do it or should be done um um, but even that thought takes you away from the process the means whereby right because form of uh, end gaining Yes, because you instead of being in the process, you're concerned with the end results. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I I agree with that. And I'd like to expand on it a little bit. I'd like to begin by saying most Alexander teachers today would not even talk about right or wrong. Oh God! <laughs> um, because, and for good reason. It just—they yeah. aren't really very useful topics uh, yeah. to for a student to even be thinking about, or a teacher to be thinking about, really. Yes, and yet it does come up with our students. It certainly comes up because in the real world, people want to do—you know—they want to be doing things in the best way possible, or, or do, being right. In what yeah. they're saying or doing. Mm-hmm. So, but just, but again, it, it, it's not a, it, it's a, it's a word, right? And, and it's best buddy wrong are words that really you have to cut Alexander, I think a little slack here. He was, you know, he was a product of the late 19th century uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I do think what you said is is correct, that even concerning yourself with right is getting in the way of anything useful happening. Because the right... It's getting in the way of being right. (laughs) Yes, it is getting in the way of of being right. Um, And I think this quote relates to the very same thing we've talked about in in a number of conversations, which we've had a number of conversations centered around the general topic of the interface between your thoughts about what you would like to have go on with you and the implementation of that thought. And without going into really much of any detail, but a very simplified version would be, it's your prefrontal cortex that comes up with the ideas, like an Alexander direction. And the implementation is best left to any to the rest of you, the rest yeah. of your nervous system, the rest of your brain and nervous system and body. And that that prefrontal, prefrontal cortex the last thing in the world you want it to do is implement stuff. It just doesn't have that kind of capacity. It's giving the directive. It just the, says uh, what um, it wants. Its job wow. is to put out the idea and then and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're, for example, using a direction or following a teacher's instructions in some way, and part of you is, is concerned, am I doing it correctly or right? Then that concern about that takes, take, muddies the message. Yes. And um, makes it much less likely that you will actually do something in a better way. Yeah. Which is really what yeah. you want to do. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, I guess it's important to just, I think part of the issue here is that if you're dealing in a world of machinery, for example, there is probably a right way to calibrate something on your car or your computer, but with a by with a, a human being such as we are, um, it's it's it isn't really so much about being right or wrong, but maybe getting a little easier, a little less strain. There's not like it's not a binary right wrong thing. You're generally just wanting to improve, and you improve over time, and the cum cumulative effect of that, if you're doing it in a useful way, can be very dramatic. So I have and, a question about yes. the second part of this quote. Yes, so, let's get to that. Um, That's, yeah. So it says that when you're further along, that you will be right. I guess that's because you've given up being concerned about being right, <laughs> right? Um, but you right. won't know it. This is the bit I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it. But you won't know it and you won't want to know if you're right. So I can understand mm. about the not wanting to know because mm. if you still wanted to know, then you'd still be in the loop of trying to, yeah, you would still want to know. You'd still be doing right. the first part. But the not knowing I'm curious about because um, one of the things that you could say that Alexander Technique helps with is that we have an improved um, kinesthetic or proprioceptive sense of ourselves, right? That we more accurately, you could say, know where if I'm putting my hand out to the side that I know that it's horizontal not like you know not that we have a little bit better sense of ourselves so mm -hmm. you could say that Alexander Technique helps you know whether you're, <laughs> it's right well, or not in does. that context it, you, it helps and it, then that can be useful because mm -hmm. yeah anyway so, well, I think I think people who have Alexander lessons often notice that some really nice things yeah. are happening. But if but that's a little different from wanting to know if they're right. I mean, there will be improvements in their functioning that they will obviously know about. Their friends will comment on it. Right? You seem taller or more open or <laughs> yeah I'm not kind of talking about that I'm talking about this um hmm kind of like I say say you're in a um you've studied Alexander technique mm -hmm. and you're in some sort of fitness class where it's telling mm -hmm. you 
you need to be, you know, have your arm here or your leg there, and it needs to be in this, this, oh, um, okay. um, arrange. I think Alexander's technique helps us be better aware of ourselves to be able to better follow the directions to be more correct in how we're, um, you know, because, um, Anyway, so I'm, I you well, can understand what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I, I it, to it's, do with um, can this, to do with the um, false, faulty sensory perception and that we start off with that mm -hmm. becomes less and less faulty. So you could say that it's more and more right. <laughs> it, 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 you could say, and it probably in one way of thinking about it is more right, mm -hmm. but. In the moment when you are um, engaged in making a change in your functioning by using, say, an Alexander direction, mm -hmm. um, you may there you may feel something. You may feel that you're moving differently after you're using a direction. But first of all, whatever you're feeling is outdated by the time you feel it. Correct. And in the word, actually, the person who has put that in the most succinct point, succinct way, is uh, Mio Morales, who mm -hmm. would, would say, well, your feelings are yesterday's news. Yeah. Because, and that just is built in, that has nothing to do with faulty perception. That has to do with it. It takes a while for information to travel yeah. around. And when we say yesterday, that's like less than a second. Yeah, maybe. yesterday <laughs> yeah. is not like really yesterday. But the thing is that yesterday's news in this context is yeah. useful in a way. I mean, it is, it does tell you might tell you that things are getting better, but it's not necessarily totally accurate about what's going on right in the moment. Mm -hmm. And you're probably your best bet is just not to worry about that, not to worry about what it feels like until after you've perhaps done a little experiment, uh, you know, tried this, tried that, experiment did this little way of thinking that way of thinking and then you could do a little retrospective thinking well which one seemed to be easier L looking back on it but in oh, the which moment one seemed to be right <laughs> well going back to the quote, well not right but easy, did no, i feel I like I when i walked with a particular thought of thought a i noticed that my feet didn't come down as clunkily on the and when I walked it using technique B or idea B, it was kind of a heaviness in them. And I even felt some downward pressure in my torso or whatever. But that's, so, that's so being, after the fact. Yes. So being devil's advocate. Sure. Which, go is, my, for it. which is my favorite occupation. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, using... FM's language from whenever he wrote this. Yeah. Wouldn't he say that we're that, that you are looking to to see which way was right or not? Not not while you're running an experiment. No, not while you're doing it, but but you might still want to know afterwards. 
Sure, afterwards you can do anything you want, doesn't matter. I mean, I think the whole point of doing an experiment is to do something that then you can now view yeah. at some yeah. distance a little yeah. bit I afterwards. Just, want to make it very clear for you and our viewers that yeah. I would never talk in terms of getting it right. I was I was deliberately using the language from the quotes um, to kind of uh, kind of make a little point. But um, yeah, I think I think his sentence: when you get further along, you will be right, but you won't know it. That's the part that bothers you a little bit. You won't know. Yeah, it. Okay, yeah. Uh huh, and um, I can really understand that you'll yeah. be right, and you won't need to know whether you are or not. But um, or you'd be at a level that you well, you won't know it, and you'll realize there's no way to know it because you know about this time delay problem. Ah, uh, okay. And, I mean, whether or not Alexander had that in mind, I don't know. I do think that the key phrase is the last one you won't know it and won't want you won't want to know if you're right i think that may be the most important line in there that you will be at a place where knowing the desire to know whether it's right in the moment in the moment of an experiment is just not there anymore because you've learned from experience that there's nothing to be gained by trying to find out. Mm -hmm. Now that's not to say that you do something, someone gives you a direction or helps you with their hands to move more easily. And it, it's just, it's an overwhelmingly different sensation and you do feel much easier and your mm -hmm. breathing opens or something dramatic happens. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to necessarily push that away. You may, it may just jump out at you and you, and you could say, that's really great, but I'd like to get back to it once I finish the experiment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're not repressing feelings here. That's certainly not what, what we're suggesting. It, I think I think it's just a a, sent, a a couple of sentences that he came up with, probably in the context of a particular student that he was working I, with. I, it seems related with trying. And he he had probably had a student that was sort of asking him, "Well, is 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 that better or whatever?" And he he had to come up with a way of mm -hmm. saying in a way that the student could grasp, could truly grasp that that's just not a profitable enterprise. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out whether you're right or not is just, it's never going to take you anywhere useful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Agreed. Yeah. So is there anything else you, any other thoughts you have on the great man's pronouncement? Um. No, except that not, these pronouncements feel like they're pronouncements from on high. They are. He's and the, the founder. And yet, <laughs> and yet they're not completely clear. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, maybe in part they're not clear because, because Alex, there are a couple of reasons why they're not. First of all, it might have been a particular student situation that you don't know about, but also 
Alexander himself, I think, was struggling with this whole question. You know, we, we talk, I think, in some an earlier conversation, this con uh, interview he had with one of his students on his first training course, uh, George Trevelyan, who mm. took notes and talked to Alexander a lot and wrote down what Alexander said. And Alexander at one point said, none of my students uh, uh, believe that all they have to do is think the direction and I'll do the trick. They're all slaves to their muscles. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, know, you could say they're all slaves to trying to do it right. rather could than be, or trying, the, the, trying to do it right. And right, doing yeah. is a muscular activity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think he was working out, and I think he, maybe I would say probably somewhat incompletely. I mean, I think he got to a certain point. I think um, other teachers after him, some of them, particularly uh, Margaret Goldie, and I would say Marge Barstow, and his, Alexander's niece, um, Marjorie Barlow. Yeah, different, mm -hmm. different person. All and Walter Carrington, they were all very clear about this distinction. I think clearer than Alexander might've been mm -hmm. because they had the advantage of all the work they'd done with him and all of his earlier thinking. And I think they took it a little further. And I think that um, my sense is that Margaret Goldie really took it the furthest, but I, mm -hmm. I, can't, I never met her, so I can't really say. But. So should we leave it at that? I, I think, yes, but I'd be really curious to uh, hear what any of our Absolutely. viewers um, yeah. think about all of this. If, you're, if you have an, an idea that's that's you have a different take on it, please let us know. And please let us know if there's another quote that you'd like us to dissect. We're, we'll yeah. proceed through. There are quite a few that are good candidates, but I'm certainly be interested in hearing. Okay, thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. This my, my guest today is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. I'll put a link to her website, a link to a site where you can learn more about the Alexander technique, and maybe a link to... Um, uh, some some other material that might be useful in terms of this quote. Okay, thank you. You're welcome.